0: Hey, Hit Factory listeners. This is Aaron. If you're enjoying and want even more Hit Factory, including the entirety of this episode, consider becoming a patron of the show at patreon.com slash hitfactorypod. For just $5 per month, you'll get access to our premium biweekly episodes, bonus episodes, interviews, polls, and a lot more. Thanks for listening and supporting.
1: I think these genres oftentimes really operate in these tidy little cleanups at the end, because that is part of the thrill, is that you get taken on this ride. uh, You get to see, you know, mysteries being solved and questions being raised and then answered. Um, You get the thrill of the eroticism and also oftentimes of the violence, But then you get that all resolved so you can sort of move on with your happy little life, right? The fact that this movie doesn't end that way, I think is, in my mind, more of an indicator of, uh, one, the thing that we were talking about at the top of this conversation, which is writers and creatives taking risks. Um, And Esther House is doing that here. Mm -hmm. I think probably at Friedkin's urging because Friedkin is a very thoughtful and um, novel filmmaker. And two, that when we are talking about sex, when we are talking about relationships, when we are talking about politics, when we're talking about secrecy and lies and um, betrayal, that's never tidy. That is never something that resolves perfectly the way that it does oftentimes in a movie. Movies make us think that that's what life does, but that's not how real life and real people behave. And so all of this to say, I actually appreciated the ending more because I felt like it was doing right by... (laughs) the content
0: yeah i mean this movie is a a friedkin film from front to back right and there are a lot of i think characteristic things about his particular style the way that he shoots things i mean there's a multiple like vehicle scenes in here that like if you didn't know this was a friedkin movie from the credits uh or from some of you know the 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 meaner kind of like bent to its narrative you know right away as soon as you see David Caruso flip a car down like a San Francisco street Mm -hmm. to avoid a, a bus full of children it is built around components of a thriller it does have sex in it but it's a completely different kind of examination and I think maybe an overused term but a deconstruction of the erotic thriller that people weren't expecting or anticipating that makes it even more interesting than it otherwise would be if it were just you know, cut clean. And you mentioned, you know, uh Esterhaus wrote the original script for this movie. And both he and Friedkin have been uh, very candid about the fact that the movie is essentially a complete rewrite of the original Esther script mm-hmm. by Friedkin. So much so that Esther House almost walked. Um almost said, fuck this, almost took his name off of the movie. They paid him like an additional like two or three million dollars <laughs> to stick around and like get another script deal at Paramount. Um, but it feels very Friedkin-esque, you know, like if you watch any of his other cop procedurals, like if you know the French Connection, if you know to live and die in LA, like if you know these movies, it feels like that, right? It doesn't have those tidy endings. Um, it has sort of an abruptness to it. It has a lack of conclusions, lots of loose ends. I'm going to make people mad with this next thing that I say. I just Go know it. for it. it. I think I thought this movie was great. And I know lots of people were kind of championing this movie for us, like think the movie is interesting, but don't love the movie, mm-hmm. right? I have like convinced, I've talked myself into believing that this movie is actually like secretly great. Cool. Which don't trust me on anything, <laughs> listener. Like I am I am struggling with this lately. I feel like I have no capacity anymore to differentiate between what is good and what is bad objectively. I loved, not loved, I really liked the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre that Netflix just put out. Anyway, just don't trust me, I guess. But I no, nah, I that's
1: I, the man talking. Don't but, <laughs> trust, trust your gut, dude. Okay, like. I, I'm gonna trust my gut.
0: I'm gonna speak with with authority. I'm gonna speak with confidence on this. I think this movie is actually secretly brilliant. I think I, I think it knows what it's trying to do. I'm not sure that it's 100 percent successful, but I think that it's at least going for something above what a lot of people believe it is. When I watched this movie the other night with you, Carly, I had this sensation like I was watching uh, Night Moves, the Arthur Penn movie. Mm. And this is where I I say I'm going to get in trouble and people are going to be mad at me because that movie is like a, a masterpiece and a classic. I love that movie. I do not think that this movie is of the same caliber in terms of quality, in terms of filmmaking as that one is. But there is something about the sensation of watching it that feels like this movie is it's equal and opposite in terms of its theme.